So it's really great that you stepped out of rehearsal to make time for this. I really appreciate that because I can only imagine how stressful that is, Brett. So um, we want to talk about um, Ishida Dance Company and the performance that you have coming up far away so close. But first, I really want to delve into your background. Like, you know, is this something that you always wanted to do or did you think you wanted to study something else? How did, um, you know, creating your dance company happen if you can go back to what you wanted to be when you were a little girl? Okay. Um, well, uh, when I was a little, 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 little girl, I, um, <laughs> was always moving and so, uh, really hyper as a child. And so my mother, you know, spinning, turning, jumping. And so my mother was like, okay, I'm going to put her in some dance classes and, and, and see if she likes it. And she put me in a tap. Um, it was like a smorgasbord of dance, right? <laughs> tap, lyrical jazz, gymnastics, and ballet. And I, hated everything except for ballet loved it loved it couldn't <laughs> just i was like mom please can i take more ballet classes and um and so from 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 then on i was like that that that's it i'm i'm, I'm doing that and apparently like before i was speaking when i was a, a you know an infant i <laughs> my babysitter had was reading me our, our next door neighbor was reading me a fairy tale book and there was a a, a girl in a tutu with point shoes and i was like that i'm that <laughs> Oh, wow. So it really, it was really from inception almost. Yes. <laughs> Man, that's incredible. I so. I mean, I, um, and, and from, from that, that time on and then starting to take classes and I would create ballets in my room and, and do the lights and create costumes. And I create my story, my narrative. I do that on my grandparents' citrus ranch and the trees. I, I create like a dirt stage. I remember getting sticks and drawing, mapping out <laughs> a theater space, a stage space. And then I would dance in it and people would applaud. And <laughs> um, So, so was, as a kid, you really were your own dance company. <laughs> yes, I think you could say that for sure. Yeah, that's amazing. And so your parents were supportive of you studying dance. They were actually. They that's were I mean, I think a lot of parents aren't. I think a lot of parents say, oh, you need to do something more sensible where you can, you know, work in corporate America and be paid. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And it is I mean, it's a highly competitive, um, you know, a very disciplined, rigorous uh, profession. And and it takes 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 a lot to, to make it. Even there are very few spots in the dance world um, to dance professionally. And I was yeah, very fortunate to have um, a lot of support from my, from how, my family. How did you feel about that? Like, I, like you know, so you must have been dancing through high school and in college. And how did you feel about going into something so competitive? Did you think, I I'm going to make it? Um, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a very persistent person. Um, I've been that I mean, from, I think from my family, uh, my grandparents um, that, that are that are Japanese and um, working the land um, that that they've had, and 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 um, you know, my family's had land taken away during World War II, um, and uh, I mean, we're we're a very strong-willed, uh, highly persistent family. <laughs> I think that's in our in our bones. Um, but, uh, no, from, from a young age, I mean, I think two things isolated me. One was that, uh, you know, I grew up in a predominantly white, um, and, and mostly, uh, and Hispanic community, very few Asians. So I looked different. And two, I was 
smitten with dancing and and that's very unusual for a young you know a child to be so um just adamant and passionate about a profession and so i i would you know not be in pe class and wouldn't do social events because i'd be practicing or rehearsing or or performing um so in a way it was a very it, it can be a very isolating uh, uh profession, but it also provided solace for me. I mean, the creations as a young child that I'd make on my own helped me, you know, um, um, understand and, and deal with, with the feelings that I was having in terms of, of, of not, you know, being able to make a lot of friends or, you know, and, 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 and feeling kind of different or ostracized and, but not really understanding why, um, you know, uh, creating movement was a way to to explore those feelings and to um, you know provide uh, uh, healing and, and catharsis. That's so interesting because I I was looking at um, sort of the mission of Ashita Dance Company um, and what you have online also about this performance coming up far away so close and and you talk about the invitation to self reflection, which which I think is fascinating and it made me think for the first time and maybe I shouldn't admit this maybe this is embarrassing but I'm going to, but it made me think maybe all art, whether it's performance art or other, is really an invitation for self-reflection. And I, I also thought mm -hmm. that the timing of your, the creation of your dance company was just so wild because what a year we've had. Talk about self-reflection. But you created your company well before the pandemic started. So I'm really asking you two things. I'm really asking you, <laughs> what do you think about that timing? Um, I'm sure it was not your dream timing, but I'm also asking you about um, about the this the performance and the invitation to to self-reflection, which is, I think, very powerful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, um, yeah, no one, no one could foresee that, that this was, you know, what was going to happen, right? I, I mean, and it was just such a, a, a challenge and, and a blow to us, you know, to, to, to have our, you know, first performances and, and they were sold out and, and people really, you know, loved, loved the work. And we had several programs planned and fundraisers and, all of that had to be canceled, you know? So here we are 16 months later, finally being able to perform yet, you know, we're doing so very carefully. We're, right. we're, we're actually, we've, we've decided to reduce the capacity. So we're at 50% capacity for all attendees. And they're also going to wear their mask out of, again, the social, a social regard and kind of responsibility um, we feel and just, you know, being, being extra careful. Um, so it, it's, yeah, it, it, it's been a, it's been a tricky thing to navigate, but we never we never stopped moving. Even during the pandemic, um, I continued to create with dancers that were COVID tested. They bubbled, they quarantined, and stayed in pods, and they were happy to do so. Um, someone had asked me, "Oh, was it hard to get find dancers to do that?" I said, "No, they would contact me. They email me. Hey, you know, can we get together? You know, they they are so dedicated to." Uh, the, the values and mission of what I'm doing in this in this company, and um, we 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 may I created several works during that time. Of course, no one saw them, but but they set us up to um, be prepared for this time that that now we get to come on stage. So um, people will be seeing two works that were created in quarantine, um, one one last year and, and one at the beginning of January 
2021. Um, and insofar as your other question about an invitation to introspection, I think, um, I think, you know, you're right, the arts have that ability to mirror life on stage for us. It's, it, it's looking back at us, showing us these human experiences that we, that we grapple with, that we struggle with, but also that celebrates life and being in time and our mortality. You know, um, over 2000 years ago, the ancient Greeks, um, it was a civic duty to attend Greek tragedy and, and it was a communal experience and, and audience members watching and, and attending the theater. It, it, it was, it was, it bonded society. And, and in those plays, it also reinforced the civic and, and moral code of the people. And, and so I feel like, um, you know, I make a very strong point that my work is not abstract. I mean, and that's, and it's fine. You know, I, I appreciate it. I love, I love dance work and, and other art that is abstract, but for me, I think it's important that the audience can come away and, and really attach to what's happening and understand it. So they, they can, again, grapple with these questions. They can, um, you know, um, find more authentic meaning from the narrative. And, and, it, and it's true for all people. Stories, stories help us understand, uh, um, you know, about society's codes, about human relationships. It is narratives, they're, they're healing and they, they, um, they're cathartic. You know? It's true. They, they are. And I think um, as humans, we just all have such a fascination with story. Mm -hmm. So it does make sense that you would, yeah, that, that you would, you would see something and then question the story of it maybe in your own life or it gives you an inspiration for something else or a different idea, which I think is maybe one of the reasons why we're so really obsessed with the idea of story. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I've attended so many, you know, other performances where, you know, it was abstract work and people said, oh, I don't get it. And it, and it was beautiful work, but I don't want people to leave the theater when they're attending Ashita saying, I, I don't get it. I want them. I want the work to hit them to their core. That is outstanding. I love that. I love that you're creating with that intent and with that purpose, because, you know, I have been to performances where it's like, OK, what did I just see? And then it's like you you make it you take it as you see it and you kind of make it your own. But I'm always wondering, what was the artist's intent behind presenting that? Like, I mm -hmm. want to know what the artist wants me to feel. And mm -hmm. um, and then I want to dissect why I didn't feel it or why I did feel it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, ab absolutely. And I, I think it, it's that curiosity that we as humans, we have. And and Ashita, we, we do things a little differently. I, I'm also doing um, curtain talks in between the pieces to give audiences just that, to give them personal insights into the work, which cool. nobody does that. Um, so that's also part of our, our educational component. And, and again, a way to connect to the audience. Oh my God, I love that. I'm so excited. So tell me about um, Far Away So Close. Why? So let's start with the title. Why did you call it that? Um, so uh, Far Away So Close is actually, it's indebted to a Vin Vendors film of the same title. Um, and um, Vin Vendors is a German uh, director 
it's a beautiful film. Peter Falk is in it, and it's and it's an existential poem. All the dialogue it grapples with, you know, why we're here, where we're going, where we've been, and the storyline is about um, angels that are watching over mortals. And one of the angels falls in love with this with this woman, and she's a trapeze artist, and she is is struggling. Uh, struggling with her job, struggling with her relationships, and um, the angels watching her over and, and wants to touch her, but she can't feel it. But she feels something's around her. Um, but but there's a sense of they're not quite connecting, and um, I felt like it was a perfect title for this program. Two things from from where we've come from, right? Being so isolated and people having a hard time connecting. And, and also people that are in relationships, how relationships have intensified during COVID because you're in the same room all the time or you're mm. home all the time. You just, you know, want to murder your, <laughs> your partner. <laughs> it can be frustrating. It yeah. Be frustrating or, you know, have a hard time with the kids or, you know, it's just, it just comes with so many, so many different challenges. Um, but, but that, that narrative of far away, so close I thought it was just such a beautiful nod to, to again, to, to Vin Benders, which a lot of people don't know about me, but I did go to UCLA and I did study film as well as literature. And I'm a huge film buff. And um, the film is also a nod to all the great directors of Vin Benders' time whom he cherished and loved. And for me, this program, Far Away So Close, it's also a nod to the choreographers that I've worked with and also to the people that that we, that we love and cherish and keep close, but have to love from afar. Ah, uh, wow. That is just, I mean, that's great. And the timing again, it's just, it's wrapped up in right where we are. It is because I, I mean, we're always, I mean, two things always affect us, right? It's the content yeah. of the thing and also the context, what is going on? What are we living in right now? And right. this is where we are. Very exciting. Okay, so the performances are taking place August 13th and 14th, which is Friday and Saturday at Dell Fine Arts Center at St. Andrews. I just have a couple more questions for you, Brett, because I know you got to get back to rehearsal. But I am curious about um, what it was like transitioning from ballet into your and creating your own company. What is it like? Because ballet is so beautiful, but it's also so structured. Um, and that I imagine, well, I, I, I can only imagine what it's like to then make it your own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I, I think for, for me, um, my dance career, yes, I dance with traditional ballet companies, Boston Ballet and Morgan Ballet Theater, but I also dance with Le Grand Ballet Canadian, which is in Montreal and, it was a, we, we did both set repertory work, but we also did a lot of creations. And in those creations, um, I worked with some of the, you know, some of the masters of, of, of ballet um, and, and, and contemporary dance from Europe and of Israel and, and other, you know, um, North America. And they were big influencers on, on, on me and how, how I work and, and getting a taste of being a part of creations really was the first hook in me. Well, I also from childhood, I'd say too, but but that just reinforced, I'd say my childhood, you know, um, um, ur urgings, I, I guess you, you could say. Um, so I, I think 
it's just a natural progression then um, to, to go into creating a company where, where then I would be um, the, the main choreographer, um, you know, with, with Ashita. And um, I'd say also attending, you know, earning a degree, getting a bachelor's and, and master's at, uh, at UCLA and studying literature and ancient Greek tragedy and um, writing all of those things too were things that I had done on my own. And now I'm, I'm really bridging and using all of um, all the different parts of me <laughs> that I love, the literature, the writing, um, the, the, the drama with Greek tragedy and the understanding of, of philosophy and, and ancient Greek, as well as all my training from ballet and contemporary dance. And it's all merged in one. Mm. So it's, this is like the beautiful you know, melding pot. I just feel so at home where I am here with, with, with this company. Yeah, that makes sense. So is there anything else um, that you want people to know either about Ishida Dance Company or about the performances uh, coming up far away so close? Well, um, I, I think, you know, it's been, it's been a long time since people have had the opportunity to experience, you know, the arts live and in community. And though I understand, you know, we are being careful and, and we are taking precautions with having a mask requirement, you know, following CDC guidelines and the city of Austin, as well as reducing the capacity. So, so there's a little bit of distance, you know, you're not sitting next to a stranger. Um, we're trying to, to support that, but I, I just can't say how, how, um, important what a loss it's been for people not to be able to do that it is not the same streaming and watching something on your couch you know <laughs> at home it, it, it it's something that it, again it's a communal experience the dancers having them live breathing dancing i mean my work is also theatrical you can hear them sometimes i have them speak i mean it's just so much it's it, it's an ex, it, it's experiential and i hope that um you know, I, I hope that people are able to to, to come and, and experience this because it's very unique. Where we are, um, we're doing something that's that's very different for for Texas, I think, and also in the United States. Um, the, the type of work that I'm creating and also curating, bringing in um, inter international choreographers that Texas has never seen before. So it'll be um, quite a, a special and I think cathartic event. <laughs> it definitely what you're doing is is definitely unique. And I'm so excited um, for these performances coming up on the 13th and the 14th. It feels like, Brett, that you are right where you're supposed to be and that everything you have done in your life has been leading up to these moments in this year, um, yeah. just as an outsider looking in and, and hearing you and, and um, you know, and reading about it was exciting. But talking to you and having a much more fuller understanding of uh, the intention behind the art. I'm really excited. <laughs> Good. But I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> well, thank you so much um, for making time to chat. And I know you got to get back to rehearsal. So I'm going to let, let you do that. <laughs> All right. Thank you.